Good morning and welcome to Emmanuel Episcopal Church in Rockford, Illinois. We're so pleased that you have joined us online and we do have the vestry with us this morning as we're doing a dry run because next week we will be opening the doors to parishioners. If you would like to attend worship, you need to call the office or me, Diane, and I will put you on the reservation list. But before that, if you would like to also support our ministry in the city of Rockford, you may visit our website at www.emmanuelrockford.org and click on the donate button in the top right hand corner. Again, we are so pleased that you are with us this morning and we will at one time, at some time, hopefully in the near future, be together soon. Now let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name, amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. amen. Lord, open our lips. And our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The mercy of the Lord is everlasting. Come, let us adore him. Let us say together the Venite. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with songs. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his for he made it and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Psalm 65, you are to be praised, O God, in Zion. To you shall vows be performed in Jerusalem. To you that hear prayer shall all flesh come because of their transgressions. Our sins are stronger than we are, but you will blot them out. Happy are they whom you choose and draw to your courts to dwell there. They will be satisfied by the beauty of your house by the holiness of your temple. 
awesome things will show you us in your righteousness, O God of our salvation, O hope of all the ends of the earth and of the seas that are far away. You make fast the mountains by your power. They are girded about with might. You still the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the clamor of the peoples. Those who dwell at the ends of the earth will tremble at your marvelous signs. You make the dawn and the dusk to sing for joy. You visit the earth and water it abundantly. You make it very plenteous. The river of, the God, of God is full of water. You prepare the grain, for so you provide for the earth. You drench the furrows and smooth out the ridges. With heavy rain you soften the ground and bless its increase. You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths overflow with plenty. May the fields of the wilderness be rich for grazing, and the hills be clothed with joy. May the meadows cover themselves with flocks, and the valleys cloak themselves with grain. Let them shout for joy and sing. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall be to the Lord for a memorial, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second song of Isaiah. Seek the Lord while he wills to be found. Call upon him when he draws near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the evil ones their thoughts. And let them turn to the Lord, and he will have compassion. And to our God, for he will richly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as rain and snow fall from the heavens and return not again, but water the earth, bringing forth life and giving growth, 
seed for sowing and bread for eating. So is my word that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish that for which I have purposed and prosper in that for which I sent it. A reading from Paul's letter to the Romans. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and to deal with sin, he condemned sin in the flesh so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit. Since the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. The word of the Lord. You are God, we praise you. You are the Lord, we acclaim you. You are the eternal Father, all creation worships you. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, cherubim and seraphim sing in endless praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Throughout the world, the Holy Church acclaims you. Father of majesty, unbounding, your true and only Son, worthy of all worship, and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. 
You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you became man to set us free, you did not shun the virgin's womb. You be overcame the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come and be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people bought with the price of your own blood and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. A reading from Matthew. Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises, on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the world, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
in a manuscript discovered some years after Henry David Thoreau wrote the book Walden, he just, Thoreau writes about what it meant to live still in the woods and not be with other human beings. Now we know that Thoreau did not always present who he was in his writings. The idea that he went out in the woods to live is one that we now know was not necessarily true since he took his laundry home to his mother every few weeks to do. I guess like all adults, we long for our mother's care. But he did write a book called Seed of Faith. And in the book, there's a quote that is oft repeated, which says, which Thoreau writes, I do not believe that a plant grows where a seed has not been planted. But when a seed is planted, I do see the wonder of all that has come of nature. And from there grows great things. Now I am paraphrasing heavily because the quote is long. But basically what Thoreau is saying is that all of the wonder of the world is contained in one tiny seed. And isn't that what Jesus is telling his listeners today in the parable of the sower? That in a tiny seed, so much can grow. And if, since the ancient world was basically agrarian, people that would have been sitting and listening to Jesus tell this story would have understood what he was talking about. They would have been amazed at a yield of 30, 60, 100 fold, no less. And they would have just been aghast that he would talk about these things with such authority. Because we know that Jesus was a woodworker and a carpenter and not necessarily a farmer. But he would have associated with people who lived off the land, who ground out a subsistence lifestyle if you could call it that, scrambling for whatever they could, knowing that it was a hard life, and farmers today still have hard lives. How many of us have read with dread about the drought out west, knowing that there are people that rely on the earth and the rain for their, not only our food, but also for their livelihoods. So the people that were listening to Jesus understood what he was talking about. But that's not the end of the story. In reality, what happened was, there was when Jesus talks about the seed falling on, root, or on ground that is rocky, or soil that is rough, or that the roots don't take, that was written by redactors several years after Jesus' death. In the Gospel of Matthew, as we know, the people that were waiting for Jesus' return, after a while, began to fall away. They began to see that Jesus' return was not going to happen in a week or a month or a year, and that probably wasn't going to happen in their lifetime. I have to say, these masks really are a pain. <laughs> so, like anything, what happens is people fall away. They stop coming. They're enthusiastic at first. They can't wait to involve themselves in every activity, activity of the church. But when things don't turn out as they expect, 
when they realize that the church is filled with flawed human beings, they decide it's really not worth it, and they stop attending. Or there are the people that hear the word, and they think it's not true. That religion is for, as I've been told, religion is for weak people. So they never bother to come at all. But then there are the people like us that gather on a weekly basis, whether we're here in this church or online, and we know that the seed is deep in our hearts and is flourishing even when we are not together. When I was thinking about this parable, I wasn't thinking necessarily about people that come for a while or people that don't come at all or people that come faithfully every week. What I was thinking about is the seeds that we have been casting about these last months are the seeds of creativity. The seeds that have caused us to look at new ways to interact with one another, to be church when we cannot be physically together, and also to understand that the church is more than just a building, that the church is all of us gathered virtually, or even the ones that are here this morning. That is what I believe the parable of the sower is about. It is about how can we be creative given what we have in our world right now. Yeah, we can say we're not going to come back anymore, that church isn't what it used to be, and that's true. It's not. Or we could say that we're tired of having to gather online. We're bored. It just doesn't reach us like it used to. And for some of us, that is true. But there is a whole host of people that we have reached through Facebook and our emails and our Bible studies and our happy hours that people never would have participated in. And those are the seeds that have grown deep and will spring up and give us multitudes of fruit. The pandemic has made us rethink so many things about our lives. The pandemic has caused us to be creative, to cast seeds out far and wide, knowing that not all will take, some will take for a while, but that some will be planted deep and flourish. We are so fortunate to be able to do these things because I often think if something like this had happened, 20, 30, 40 years ago, we would not have the opportunities to see one another. Even though I have not seen parishioners physically for several months, I've seen them on Zoom and we've interacted. And it's not the same, but I feel so close to people even when we're seeing each other through a screen. How many of us have family members that we won't see and haven't seen for a long time. But through the wonders of technology, we don't have to miss them. We can pick up the phone or get on our computers and still know that we can be close in spirit. In the 60s, there was a woman who decided she would take a retreat. And she went off to a mountain retreat in Tennessee. Now the woman was very introverted, so she sat by herself and was uncomfortable 
because it was in the days of segregation where blacks and whites were mixing together. She didn't really like that people were calling one another brother and sister. It made her uncomfortable, and so she set off by herself. But a woman came and took the, woman, the other woman under her wing. And through the time they spent together, broke down the barriers. And the woman began to understand that we are all brothers and sisters. That we all have something in common. A few months later, after they left the retreat and the woman had the word put into her heart, she was sitting on a bus. And she decided that she wasn't going to give up her seat because she had worked hard all day long and she was sitting in the whites only part of the bus. You can guess that that woman was Rosa Parks. But what was put into Rosa Parks' heart in that mountain retreat was the seeds not only of love and compassion, but she was set on fire by the spirit of justice and truth. Seeds that had been dormant for years when through fear and intimidation by segregation suddenly sprouted in her and she was no longer the person that she had been. That her seed growing and flourishing harvested a movement, a movement where people were given equal justice. You see, there had been Plessy versus Ferguson, which was separate but equal. So yes, there were schools, but they weren't as good of schools for blacks as for whites. Rosa Parks sitting and refusing to give her seat up on that bus that day long ago when she was tired and exhausted and just plain fed up with the way the world was changed our lives forever. Unfortunately, today we still are fighting the seeds of injustice and hatred and racism. But we, as a community of faith, also have sown the seeds of love and compassion and the need and desire for justice for everyone here on this earth. Not just those who look like us or act like us, but for all people on this earth. Henry David Thoreau's book, Seeds of Faith, was about, or excuse me, let me go back a bit. Walden was about Henry David Thoreau's individual walk in the woods, his individual life by, in the woods. Seed of Faith is about a community and how we are reliant on one another. And that's what he writes about in the book as he walks through the forest, he realizes that the forest is interconnected. It's a web of life, just as we are today. The seed will not grow if we don't take care of it. If we allow it to lay fallow, it will die. But through our own faith, and our own need for justice and righteousness, that those seeds of faith and love will indeed flourish for all of us here today and for the years to come. Yes, it takes patience, and yes, it takes fortitude, and yes, I know we have those things here. Amen.
Join with me, please, in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. And the church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the holy glory, forever and ever. Amen. Save your people, Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day, we bless you. We praise your name forever. Lord, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. O oh Lord, mercifully receive the prayers of your people who call upon you, and grant that they may know and understand what things they ought to do and also may have grace and power faithfully to accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, we remember before you all the poor and neglected persons whom it might be easy for us to forget, the homeless and the destitute, the old and the sick, and all who have none to care for them. Help us to heal those who are broken in body or spirit, 
and to turn their sorrow into joy. Grant this, Father, for the love of your Son, who for our sake became poor, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In union, blessed Jesus, with the faithful garner gathered at every altar of your church, where your blessed body and blood are offered this day. And remembering particularly my own parish and those worshiping, and especially those on our parish prayer list, Eric, Jason, Jessica, Jennifer, Jordan, Linnea, Lisa, Mickey, Molly, Nancy, Nick, Peg, Rob, Eli, Jim, Will, Stephen, Mel, Susie, Oscar, Kristen, Mary, Ruth, and Tricia. I long to offer you praise and thanksgiving for the creation and all the blessings of this life. For the, for the redemption won for us by your life, death, and for, especially for Phyllis, and resurrection, for the means of grace and the hope of glory, and particularly the blessings given me and for those celebrating a birthday. Trish, Sam, Peter, Liam, Marianne. I believe that you are truly present in the Holy Sacrament, and since I cannot at this time receive communion, I pray you to come into my heart. I unite myself with you and embrace you with all my heart, my soul, and my mind. Let nothing separate me from you. Let me serve you in this life until by your grace I come to your glorious kingdom with un unending peace. Amen. Amen. Keep us, good Lord, under the shadow of your mercy. Sustain and support the anxious. Be with those who care for the sick, and lift up all who are brought low, that we may find comfort knowing that nothing can separate us from your love in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. 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 Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, we your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness. To us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ. For the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray. Give us such awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen.